Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. Welcome to Theories of the Third Kind. My name is Aaron, and I am one of your hosts. There's another host that is joining me today, Daniel's son. Heyo! Now, real quick, before we start today's episode, I just want to say that if you want to support the show, then there's a few ways that you could do that. One of the ways is Patreon. Each week, we release a Patreon-exclusive episode that only Patreon supporters can get access to. To sign up, it's only $5 a month, which is only 16 cents a day. Not only do you get an extra episode per week for that $5, but you also get access to our entire back catalog of past Patreon episodes. In total, we have over 150 extra Patreon episodes, which is a lot of extra hours for your listening pleasure. Now, to see this full list of Patreon episodes, you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and you can click on the Patreon Episodes tab. There, you will see an entire list of past Patreon-exclusive episodes that we have published. Also, today we added another Patreon-exclusive episode, which is over subliminal messages, where we discuss what subliminal messages are, the history of them, then we go into a couple examples of them, and how the government is using it against their own citizens. So you get access to that episode, as well as all of the others, for just $5. Now, if you can't afford a Patreon membership, but you want to help us out, then you can leave us a written review on iTunes or Spotify, and that helps us out a lot. However, don't feel pressure to leave us one. If you don't want to, then that's fine. We just want you guys, girls, aliens, reptilians, Bigfoot, Sasquatches, Chupacabras, ghosts, Illuminati members, underground lizard people, whoever or whatever you are, to enjoy the show. And that is the end of the announcements. So today's episode is a Theories Thursday. Now, if you don't know what a Theories Thursday is, it's pretty much where me and Daniel, we each select our favorite theory of the week. We independently research it. We don't tell each other what it is. And then we come to this episode today and we take turns telling each other about the theory. And that is how today's episode will go. Now, the hardest part of every Theories Thursday <laughs> is figuring out who goes first. So we have dice there in the middle of our table. Dan, do you want odds or evens? I will take evens. Okay, I'll take odds. Best three out of five? Best three out of five. All right, first roll is a 19. So one me. Okay, evens, so one, one. Another even, two Dan, one me. Oh, another even. So Dan is going first, and I will bring up the back end. That's what I like. So, Dan, uh, what is your topic for this week? Hold on. Let me back up. On the shared document, we aren't supposed to put anything about what our topic is except for a keyword. You previously had, like, necromancer or something. Yeah. And then you changed it to skinny jeans. <laughs> what the hell is your topic about this week? So, this Theories Thursday, I tried to find some of the weirdest stuff to cover. I believe I found that, or close to it. So this item that I'm going to talk about, I don't want to straight up say the name, but it comes from Icelandic folklore. Okay. I say folklore, but it could be real, could not be real. 
they honestly don't know. But let me first ask you a question. All right. And I don't want you to look at me weird when I ask you this, okay? I'm a little nervous, but okay. Let's say that one of us are on our deathbed, okay? And the other one asks the one that's, you know, dying. I know this is a grim time and all, and let's be real. You're probably not going to make it, okay? So let's say I'm dying, and you're saying this to me. Yeah. Okay. Dan, I don't feel too good. (laughs) I understand, Aaron, but let's be real. You're not going to make it, okay? And since you got herpes of the butthole, it's severely taking you. Wait, hold on. What? That's what you're dying of, herpes of the butthole. Does it have to do with your topic? It gets there, yeah. Oh, my God. No, it doesn't involve herpes. Okay. I was wondering if you would be willing to do one last thing that could, you know, help me out. When you pass, can I skin your lower half and wear it around for good fortune? (laughs) What? Like, skin my legs like pants and wear them like pants? No, 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 no. Not just your legs. I need from your waist down. That includes the frankenbeans, too. Uh, no, you can't. I need to. This is the only way this ritual will work, is if you agree. Hold on, this is a ritual. This is a ritual. I guess. And is this what your topic is over today? Skinny jeans? Actual flesh. Actual flesh. Oh, God. Now, my topic is gross, as you can tell. But I'm going to give you a little backstory on this. Back in the 17th century in Iceland, it was a dark, dark time. Natural disasters kept happening. Pirates were raiding the coast of Iceland, taking everything, anything valuable. And the economy of Iceland was just nosediving. Even the richest of rich people were living in stone huts. Poverty was hitting hard. Damn, okay. So with times being rough, one thing led to another. Just like Salem, Massachusetts, witch trials were happening. Some Iceland residents supposedly resorted to witchcraft to improve their lives. Now, unlike Salem, most of the witchcraft were being done by males in Iceland. So, I don't know if you really call them witches or sorcerers. Wiccans? Mm, Never heard that word for them. They just called them witches or sorcerers. Okay. Now, the one thing that they said about the Iceland witches or sorcerers was that when they cast their spells, it wasn't really anything bad. Not like, you know, wanting to cause natural disasters or plagues or, you know, anything to hurt someone, really. That's what they said, but as I read some of the rituals, one of them was that they could summon a vengeful zombie. Which, vengeful, I mean, sounds like they're uh, about to do something bad, but they didn't think that was so bad. What is this zombie, like, follow them around like a dog or something? I would assume actually get revenge on them, maybe? Kill them? I don't know. Wait, why would they summon a zombie to kill themselves? Not themselves, someone else. Oh, okay. As I read through that one ritual, the required materials for it were pretty gross. To summon a vengeful zombie, they would need lots of spit, and oddly, they would do a lot of snot licking to summon this vengeful zombie. What the hell is snot licking? I can only assume it's licking snot. And I don't know where they got it from. And I don't want to ask for that one, okay? I just gagged a little bit. It's freaking disgusting. Now, they had many, 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 many more rituals that they actually were supposedly doing. One of them I found that was interesting. It's not the main topic, but 
I want to bring this one up. They would cast a spell to summon a Tilbury. The hell's a Tilbury? It is a two-headed snake-like creature. I'm a snake. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a snake. I'm a snake. But yeah, this is a two-headed snake-like creature that would help people steal goat milk. Now, you're looking like, why would they steal goat milk? Remember, poverty. Okay. I have an image of this Tilbury I'm going to show you, and it's very odd. And for anyone that wants to see it as well, you can go to our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, and click on today's episode, and this image will be right there for you, as well as all the other references that we talk about today. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have lots of references. What the hell is that? It looks like a, a turd with a face. On both sides. Faces on both sides? Yep, head on each side. A two-headed turd. Okay. Anyway, the process for summoning this thing is just as odd as the uh, vengeful zombie. To summon it, you have to steal a rib bone from a recently deceased person. Then they would have to steal gray wool from a sheep belonging to a widow. These spells are very specific, okay? Then once they get the wool, they would wrap the rib bone around it, making like a totem. This thing would have to be kept between a woman's breast, during which she must spit out her communion bread or wafer for three Sundays in a row and feed it to this totem thingy-majiggy. It would slowly grow and come alive, and then it would move down and begin to suck on her inner thigh where it would leave a mark like a wart. Once this creature would do this for a while, it would reach maturity, and once it did, it would then follow the commands of the woman. She would be like, hey, go over to this person's, you know, farm and suck on the teats of that goat over there and bring back the milk. It would slither off, go over there, and with it having two heads on each side and the length of it, it can roll on the back of the sheep to where it could suck on two at a time. Oh, man. Who figures this stuff out? Like, first of all, how do you figure out you need a bone, you need wool from a widow? These spells are very specific on who to steal this stuff from and everything. It's so weird, but it's so interesting. It is. Man. Okay. Now, I don't know about you guys, though, but if I had a creature like that, and I told it to go get milk, and it came back, how do you think it would give you the milk? Probably by either spitting it up or throwing it back up. Exactly. I would not drink that shit. I would rather starve to death. I'm sorry. It's disgusting. But yeah, so that is one of the rituals that they would do. And like I said, it was a very, very dark time in Iceland at the time, 17th century. But, of course, that's not the main topic. So you just wanted to have a little intermission and talk about a turd creature? I wanted to ease you into this. (laughs) Okay. Because the main topic, it's even worse. All right, well, let's hear it. The main topic is stomach-churning friendship overload ritual of the necropants. So what we talked about earlier. Yes. Oh, God. You have to be very good friends, and it has to be accepted. And I know when I first read this, I'm like, oh, are these like a set of pants off of Diablo 2? Because I'm like, you know, you got the necromancer and all that. But no. These insane leggings, some of the people like to call them skin knee jeans. Skin knee jeans. Yes. They were the main component in a ritual that was said to bring the wearer or caster unlimited wealth. So the requirements for this to work is extremely gross. In order to create this pair of necropants, the person or so-called sorcerer must make a pact with a friend. If the friend dies of 
natural causes, the sorcerer person was given permission to continue on with the ritual. And this was a very important part of it, is that they had to be given permission. If not, the ritual would not work at all. Once the friend passes away of these so-called natural causes, the sorcerer dude must wait until the friend has been buried after the ceremonies are all completed. Then he can go and dig up the body, skin the lower half of the corpse, but being ever so careful not to make any holes in his new pair of skinny jeans. If there were any holes or such when skinning, it would fuck up the ritual as well. Imagine doing that the entire time and accidentally poking a hole in like the toe or something. It would definitely ruin it. Damn. Once he had skinned the lower half and he had this pair of necro pants, he must immediately put these onto his bare skin. <laughs> okay. Nothing underneath of it. Just as soon as he skinned it, put it right on. So it would be on like a second thing of skin. Now, the ritual is still not complete after that, after he puts it on. The sorcerer must now steal a coin from a poverty-stricken widow. These widows are in high demand there in Iceland, huh? They are. Then, <laughs> this is where it gets funny. He will take that coin along with a parchment that has the magical Icelandic stave symbol written on it, and he would stuff that into the scrotum of the necropants he would be wearing. What the hell? So it's like a little, uh... Hanging purse. <laughs> now, I have two pictures here. Oh, God. Nope, don't worry. It's nothing bad yet. And I say yet. This is the uh, Icelandic symbol that they would have to put on there. So the first image here is a replica of what the parchment would look like and the Icelandic symbol on it. But all the different sites I went to, the second image is the most common symbol that was used. So I don't know if the person got confused on making it because the second one, all the other sites, majority, like 99% of them had that Icelandic symbol. Okay. So this would be on the parchment paper that would be folded up along with the coin and stuffed into the scrotum. All right. So what happens after that? After that, the ritual is complete. As long as the parchment in the original coin is never removed, coins shall spring forth from his newly acquired scrotum, giving him wealth. Oh, so the scrotum's just supposed to, like, produce coins? Yeah. Pretty much that's where the magic happens. <laughs> Who comes up with this shit, man? There's a place in Iceland. It is like the Museum of Witchcraft and Sorcery to where you can actually go and see replicas of these. Do you have pictures of this? I do. All right, let's see them. Yeah, they have a replica of a pair of necropants. And on the website when we put this up i will be putting up the censored version of this i don't want the censored version oh no you're getting the the good version the uncensored version and there you go it's exactly how i imagined it yep hair and all that's disgusting what the hell's wrong with you dan i don't know but i like the second image sorcerer <laughs> Well, what happens if you're wearing... What, hold on, let me back up. Do you have to wear it the entire time? You have to keep them on no matter what. Let's say that you gained all the wealth that you wanted. You're living good. And you're like, you know what? I'd like my soul to be saved. I don't want to be wearing these anymore. I don't need it. How do I get rid of them? Well, what you can do is find someone that, you know, would like to be rich. And there is a way to pass them on. 
It's very, very awkward, in my opinion. So what would happen, to pass them on, you would take one leg off. So now you have one leg in, one leg out. The other person has to put their leg into that open leg while you have one leg on still. So y'all are pretty close to each other and butt-ass naked. Once you take off the other leg, he has to immediately put his other leg into it. And the original parchment and original coin has to stay in the scrotum. If you do it correctly, the wealth would be passed on to the next person. Can you wear anything over you or are you just walking around town with a... Yeah, you can wear stuff over it. Okay. Still, it's skin to skin right there. That's kind of gross. Can you take it off ever or does it always have to stay on? It always has to stay on if you want the wealth. If you take it off and then put it back on later, it's ruined. Good Lord. Okay. How true it was, no one really knows for sure, but there was supposedly a story. Pretty much people on the island thinking that one man actually had a set of necropants. It was a story of Mansalder Janssen, who was supposed to be the only man ever accused of wearing necropants in the 18th century. So he was an Icelandic islander, and all of his neighbors referred to him as Mansalder the Rich. According to the islanders, Mansalder amassed an endless amount of fortune after putting on the flesh of a dead friend of his. He sworn that he would peel the necropants off when he had all that he needed and begged for God's forgiveness of his immortal soul. But the pants had a weird effect. The longer he wore the pants, the more his mind decayed till he started to lose his mind. So kind of like Gollum in the ring. My precious. Exactly like that. He became so attached to the pants that he decided he would never take them off because he liked them too much and he was getting rich. But the wrath of God didn't like the fact that he wore these pants of a dead friend. So while he was out walking one day, a great storm roared up and lifted this bitch off the ground into the air. He was lifted so high that he vanished and was never seen again. <laughs> what? Yeah. Which many people believe that the wrath of God sent that storm to destroy the necropants. This was a real person, Mansalder Janssen. He lived on the island. There were uh, records to show that he died in 1799 in his home. But they didn't say how he died, anything. It just said, oh, he died in his house. So they believe that he got sucked up into the air by a storm and pretty much probably launched his ass out into the ocean to where he died. So that's the only story about the Necropants that could give it any traction, which no one really saw the Necropants. They just saw him having large amounts of wealth. And then they're like, yep, he's got those necro pants. And the people are like, what are necro pants? Well, let me tell you what. He had a friend and he skinned the lower half of his friend and he wore it as his pants. And you know where that money came from? Came from his friend's balls. Yeah, true story. Necro pants. Look it up. So, yeah, a lot of people were just like, you know, whether this story was true or was it just jealousy because he had money and. Everyone else didn't have as much, so they were, I guess, trying to badmouth him. But, yeah, so that's the story of the Necropants. I do want to throw in one little funny, one last funny thing. By the way, we're going to put the non-censored version of these pants up as well on our website for everybody to see the uh, balls. What the hell is that? So this is one of the uh, coins back in the day in the 17th century Iceland. It has a crab on it. I found that, and then there was a quote underneath of it, and the joke said, 
Guess this isn't the first time someone got a bunch of crabs from touching a crotch. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the coin has a crab on it, and that's supposedly the coins that were coming out of the scrotum. So if you go to Iceland, ever go to Iceland, there's a certain town there. They have the Museum of like Witchcraft and Sorcery, to which you can see all the rituals and stuff that they did. They have the necropants there, the parchment, the tilbury there. They have all that to, for you to see. It's pretty crazy. I'd love to go there and see it. I actually would love to go see that because as disgusting as it is, it's pretty interesting. It is extremely interesting. Well, thank you for that topic today, Dan. You're welcome. I had to share the weirdness and I hope it weirded everyone out. Well, it was good and I enjoyed it. And I wish I could say my topic was not as disgusting or not as weird, but it's right up there with yours. Oh, this is a good theory Thursday then. Yeah. So... My topic for this Theories Thursday is called Organ Farm. Now, I know what you're thinking. You already did an episode over the Chinese organ harvesting. What more is there to talk about? Well, we have done an episode over the Chinese organ harvesting. Yeah. And if you've not listened to it, I highly recommend it. However, my theory today is a little different because it is not about the basics of the illegal human organ harvesting that we already went over. Instead, it is about an extremely disturbing video that went viral. So around a week ago, on the website Reddit, someone posted a video that was titled, In the Air Raid Shelter Laboratory, Captured by Nutsen which, by the way, Netson means an active participant in an online community of the internet. Oh. I had no idea it meant that. I didn't know there was a word for that. Yeah, me neither. Anyway, so an online shelter lab captured by Netsons. A large number of children's corpses were soaked. I don't know if it's true or not. That was the title of the video. So in total, this video is two minutes and four seconds long. And it is extremely disturbing. I do have a copy of the video, and I will post it up on our website, theoriesofthethirdkind.com, for anyone that wants to watch it. But we are going to go over it, okay? So the video itself is of a Chinese man exploring what looks like an underground bunker of some type. And during it, he is speaking Chinese. Now, I was able to find someone who was able to translate what he was saying for me. So the first few seconds of the video shows a long, dark, underground tunnel. The man then turns into a room that has no door. The room's very dark. The walls are made of stone. And there looks to be about an inch of standing water on the ground that's not moving, like it's not flowing at all. It's just dirty, stale, standing water. So as the man walks into this room, he turns his camera to face the ground, and you see a bunch of empty bottles sitting down on the ground. They're uh, not plastic, they're glass bottles. And then the man says, Brothers, this is a lab in the air raid shelter. There is a whole pool of children's bodies. I'm going to get some footage. People that are faint-hearted do not watch this. From now on, 
pay attention to the details. At this point, the man turns to his right, and in the middle of this dark room is what looks like a concrete wall that is rectangular, sort of like a, an above-ground swimming pool, but it's made out of concrete, and it is a square shape instead of, you know, a circle. Also, this entire structure is about 10 foot by 10 foot, and that's just my best guess, okay? Don't yell at me if I'm wrong. It's hard to, like, get an actual measurement in the video, okay? That's just my guess. Anyway, so the man starts to walk around this concrete wall to get a view of what's inside of this concrete structure. Now, as he walks around it, his camera pans down to the ground, and you see tattered, dirty clothing and a small green hat lying on the ground. The man then says, that is a child's hat laying on the ground. He then turns the camera, and you can now see the top of this pool. Half of it is covered with what looks like wooden boards, and these wooden boards are covered with blue tarps. On the very end of this concrete tub pool thing, whatever it is, you can see that some of the wooden boards are removed, and there is an opening that enables you to see what is inside of it. The man walks to the end of the concrete pool where this opening is at, and he points his camera towards the inside of it. What is shown next is extremely disturbing. This tub is filled with numerous decomposing bodies of children that are around the age of one to five years old. They are all badly decomposing. There's a large amount of what looks like sludge in this tub. And to top it all off, most of these bodies have their chest cavity ripped wide open and there's nothing inside of it. As if someone had ripped their chest open, took their organs, and then just threw them in this tub. The man then says, In the pool, look at the details. After the soaking, there's maybe some seepage of water. The pool is full of water. So for the next 40 seconds or so, this man continues to film these dead bodies. And I mean, he's not shying away from it either. He is getting close-ups of them and everything. It's bad. The man then says, look at the details. Ugh, this smell. I'm impressed by how I am withstanding it. Probably because I am currently infected with the thing that we shall not say, because if we do say it, then uh, we'll get tagged. tagged for misinformation because we just said the word. But I'm sure everybody can guess what he's currently infected with. Anyway, so the man takes his phone out and points his camera towards it to show the date and time. The man then says, oh, look at the time. It's currently December 26th, 2022 at 1126. Ugh, this smell. I can't believe I'm withstanding it. It's not easy to film this. Look at the details. The video continues for another minute or so with the man continuing to walk around the tub and the room itself, filming the ground. He then says, Ugh, I don't know what I should say anymore. If you look in the corner, there are some bottles. I'm gonna go. Damn this stench. Bye-bye. And the video ends with him walking out of the room and back into the long, dark tunnel. So I have that video. Would you like to watch it, Dan? I have to because I'm interested to see, even though it sounds very disgusting and sad, but I have to. 
All right, so just like uh, I said earlier, I'll have this video on our website for anyone that wants to take a look at it. But Dan is now watching the video, and uh, he's in shock, pretty much. So I have to say it's going to sound a little bad. At first, when he showed the pool, the very first one I thought, I thought it was a sea turtle. The child was a sea turtle? It looked like a sea turtle. Then as it panned to the right, that's when you like, oh, that's not the sea turtle. How many children do you think are in that tub? Just an estimate. Uh, 40 to 50. Easily. And like Aaron said, their chest cavities are, it's like something burst out of their chest or it was just honestly looked like their whole chest was like cut out. Yeah, it's extremely disturbing. So like I said, someone posted that video on their website Reddit and it ended up going viral last week. Now, multiple people commented on how they were disgusted by it and how the Chinese government was horrible because they assumed that it was them doing this. However, there were not many details about the video itself, like who the guy was, what happened to them, where this was located at, any of that. And that's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know who the guy was, where was he filming at. I wanted to know the details. So I started to look into them. Now, before we get into that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back. I wanted to know the details, so I started to look into them. Now, what I found out is that this guy is an explorer who goes to creepy locations in China and video records the entire thing. He goes by the username Bean Bag Adventurer on Douyin, which Douyin is the original Chinese version of TikTok, by the way. So this explorer, Beanbag Adventure, had some followers. I mean, he, he didn't have a huge fan base, but it was a decent one, and they enjoyed his creepy videos. Now, when I say creepy, it wasn't like the one we just previously watched. His videos were just him exploring abandoned, creepy buildings. They weren't of dead children. Now, after looking into him some more, I found out that the video that we just watched was not the first one. So last year, in February of 2022, is when he posted the first video about this lab and dead children. So this explorer decided to go to an area in rural China and explore broken down buildings that locals in the area referred to as labs. Now, as he goes into these multiple buildings, he finds one that is odd and it starts to smell different. He turns on his camera and states that, hey, there's a horrible smell in this laboratory that is abandoned and I'm going to explore it. In the video, he follows the smell into the building's basement that ended up leading him to an area of long concrete tunnels. So he started off at the top of the lab He's following this smell, goes down into the basement, and then in the basement, there's an opening that leads to these tunnels. So in these tunnels, he's following the smell, and that's when he comes across a room where the smell is coming from. He then turns the camera off, and then a little bit later, he turns it back on, and he tells his audience that I want to show you what I just found. He shows the concrete pool-like structure and states that inside of it, are movie props. Now, this isn't the video we just watched. It's a different one. The camera angle is of him standing next to the pool. You don't see what's inside of it. What he says is, 
These are movie props. He then takes the camera and shows what's inside of it, which of course are the bodies of the children with no organs. But here's the weird thing. They're not really decomposed. In the video we just watched, the last one, they're badly decomposed. In this first one, they're not really decomposing at all. They're fresh. He then starts to get sick and he ends the video. So he posted that video on Douyin, which is like the Chinese version of TikTok, and it went viral, but there was mixed reactions. Some individuals believe that the video was fake and that these indeed were abandoned props from a movie, like he said. However, there were some people who believed that this video showed a real children's organ farm that was being covered up. And by the explorer stating that, hey, these were movie props, it allowed the video to be shown across the social media site, and he could expose what was going on in that lab. And that was it. Everyone sort of forgot about the video and went on with their lives in China, including the explorer. He kept on exploring different areas in China and posting videos, never mentioning his discovery in that lab. However, a year later, on December 26, 2022, he returned to the lab again to expose even more of what was going on. In this video, he showed what appeared to be tubes with fetuses in them, various skulls, and other bones. Now, what was weird about this is these skulls were that of adults, not infants. The explorer also made another video in the lab of him searching the top floors of it, showing various children's toys, masks, and suitcases with clothes in them. And I do have some screenshots of those videos. Here's a screenshot of the masks that are on the floor. Oh. They look like they're masks that someone would wear if they're kidnapping somebody. Yeah, or something that kids would wear for fun. And then here's one of the suitcases he opened up with a woman's high heel in it. And it was dusty, been dirty. A while. Yeah, it had been a while before anyone had been in that area. So then after that is when he recorded the video of him being in the tunnels and showing the decomposing bodies of the children. So following that last video multiple individuals started to speculate that the Chinese government were kidnapping orphans or other children, harvesting their organs, and dumping their bodies in the tunnels of this lab. Now, as soon as this theory started to spread across China, on the morning of January 15, 2023, the Beanbag Explorers channel would disappear from the Doyen site without any explanation. Oh, shit. Just gone. What's even weirder? All right, before we get into that, we're going to take a quick break. It's our last one, so don't go nowhere. All right, welcome back. What's even weirder is a few days later, this Beanbag Explorers channel reappeared on Doyen. However, all the videos of the lab and the bodies were all off his site, all of them. The Explorer kept uploading videos to his channel. Sort of like the lab thing never even happened, and he has never acknowledged it since. And that right there is about the video that went viral on Reddit last week. So, needless to say, it's extremely disturbing. And I started to look into it even more on Reddit, and I found something interesting. I found a Crimes Against Asians 
subreddit. And they had posted an odd post that was one of the top voted ones on that subreddit. And it said, a video showing an organ harvesting site in China has been exposed as just a film set. This is after it was seen by millions, with many commenters cursing China and Chinese people. Question everything you see about China. Deliberate fake news is everywhere. They go on to say that this channel that posted this video was fake. It was just semi-staged filming of him and that it was a movie set and the entire thing was all made up and this guy had done it for publicity and that the whole thing was fake. But they don't really provide proof because if you look back at the guy's first videos of him exploring it, the lab, it's clearly abandoned. You have thousands of clothes and it's not just clothes from the same person. This is various clothes for multiple individuals. You have masks. You have all these bodies who in February of 2022 were fresh. And then in December of 2022, the video shows the bodies clearly decomposing. So in my opinion, it looks like the Chinese government is trying to, or someone associated with this crime is trying to cover it up as just being movie props. So a lot of people assumed that it was just that. It was movie props. And I know there is some hesitation on believing if that video is real or not because it's hard to believe something that horrible is happening, right? Children are being kidnapped and their organs are being harvested and they're just being thrown away. But I just want to reiterate, the trafficking of organs is really happening. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to tell you about the Yellow House real quick. Do you know about the Yellow House, Dan? I was looking some of this stuff up when I was trying to find the video, and I stumbled upon the Yellow House in, what, Albania? Yep. So if you don't know what the Yellow House is, it's the name of a famous house of an Albanian family that lived in North Albania. So in 2004, this house was searched by UN prosecutors for evidence that organs were illegally harvested from the Serbian people and other non-Albanian people who had been kidnapped in 1999. So in 1999, numerous individuals had been kidnapped by the UCK and then transported to North Albanian concentration camps. After that happened, rumors started to circulate that these individuals were being killed and having their organs removed and sold. Now, this was rarely talked about until 2008 when Clara Dupont published a book called The Hunt. Now, in this book, she gathered extensive amounts of evidence that these Kosovo Albanians were smuggling human organs of kidnapped Serbs after the war ended in 1999. So in one part of her book, she says, A few months after the investigators reached central Albania and the Yellow House, which the journalist sources had revealed as the place where the prisoners were killed to transplant their organs, the journalist and the Albanian prosecutor accompanied the investigators onto the site. The house was now white. The owner denied it had ever been repainted, even though investigators found traces of yellow along the base of its walls. Inside, the investigators found pieces of gauze, a used syringe, and two plastic IV bags encrusted with mud and empty bottles of medicine, some of which was a muscle relaxant often used in surgical operations. 
The applications of a chemical substance revealed to the scientific team traces of blood on the walls and on the floor of a room inside the house, except for in a clean area of the floor sized 180 by 60 centimeters. The owner offered a variety of explanations for the bloodstains over the course of the two days the investigators spent in the village. Initially, he said that many years ago, his wife had given birth in that room. Then when his wife said she had her children elsewhere, he asserted that the family had used the building to butcher animals for a Muslim festival. So that was a quote from the book, okay? And that just gives you a little snippet of it. So on April 4th, 2008, shortly after this book was published, the Human Rights Watch wrote to the Albanian Prime Minister and requested an investigation into the matter. However, the request was ignored, and instead, the Albanian government publicly rejected Clara's claims in her book and called them unsubstantiated. And that is the Yellow House. So yeah, organ trafficking happens, okay? It's happening to this day. So as bad as this sounds, I, I would not be surprised if what we saw in that video was real and it was happening to children, as bad as that is. And that is my topic, Organ Farm. It is all over Reddit. Yeah, but no one's really digging deep into it. They're just like, oh, that's horrible. It's like, come on now. If it's so horrible, why don't you look into it? Why don't you see who's doing it? So here's a picture of one of his first videos that I was talking about of him turning the camera off and turning back on. Oh, uh, okay. He went in with an actual mask this time. Is that a life jacket he's wearing, too? <laughs> Looks like a life jacket, too, yeah. I mean, you gotta be safe. Ugh, I couldn't imagine falling into that pool. It's disgusting. Oh. So, going through a bunch of Reddit posts, I found a link that's on one of the Reddit posts of the underground lab with decomposing bodies. It seems that China has an issue with overcrowding morgues. It doesn't seem uncommon for bodies to just be tossed away. I'm linking to an article from 2010 about 21 dead infants and fetuses dumped into a river by the morgue staff. And the article is on the NBC News website. China in uproar over dumped dead babies. Chinese officials have sought to contain public outrage after workers at a hospital dumped 21 dead fetuses and infants' bodies near a riverbank. And it has an image of them collecting yellow bags of, yeah. Jesus Christ. That is very depressing, sad, and disgusting. It's a disgusting world we live in. But anyways, if you or a loved one have been to China and you have been down in that uh, tunnel, send us an email. We would love to hear from you. Or if you have a pair of necro pants, send us an email as well and pictures of it. We'd love to see it as well. And let us know if they actually brought you fortune. Yeah. But with that being said, you have anything else you want to add to today's Theories Thursday, Dan? No, I think it's been gross enough. So that is the end of our Theories Thursday. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Uh, now we are going to move to our On the Scene. Now, if you don't know what our On the Scene is, it is where individuals all around the world go and interview other individuals about current conspiracy happenings, or they just give their opinion on current conspiracy happenings. Now, anyone can do this, meaning you. Yes, you can do this. You just take your phone, hit record, make sure that uh, there's no noise around, and especially there's no music in the background. Well, I say no noise, but I mean, there can be noise. Just 
nothing extremely loud like trucks backing up or music in the background is a big deal. And make sure that the audio recording is no longer than two minutes. And then after you get that recording, you can take it and email it to us either at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at theoriesofthethirdkind.com or you can send it to Dan, D-A-N, at theoriesofthethirdkind.com and we will put it in line to play at the end of the show each week. All right, so for this week's On the Scene, we have Wesley, and we're going to play that right now. This is Wesley here, also known as Otter Warlord, with my friend Dalton for an On the Scene. Going to ask you a few questions today, Dalton. First off, why do you think that we've never been to the moon? The Van Allen belt has so much radiation because it's magnified off of the magnetic outer structure of our planet Earth. Therefore, all that radiation would seep into the astronaut's bones and cause death, internal bleeding, and even if they didn't die almost instantaneously, they would have fell victim to multiple forms of serious cancers. That's why I believe that. So you think that they wouldn't have had an idea of this possibility and not had a countermeasure for it, whether it's known to the public or not about these countermeasures? I believe they are aware of the Van Allen belt, and I believe they faked the moon landing. I truly believe they faked the moon landing. Have you ever thought of the possibility that we did, in fact, get to the moon and we saw some stuff we shouldn't have seen and which is why we've never been back? I mean, in all honesty, that's a great conspiracy. I have seen countless segments talk about certain things found on the dark side of the moon and the moon in general. And that's why we haven't gone back. It's a great conspiracy. But if I was to play mind games... One question. We're almost out of time here, so last question. You think right. Bigfoot's from the moon? No, I do not think Bigfoot's from the moon. I believe he is an ancestry of giants. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Wesley, a.k.a. Otter Warlord. I love your name, by the way. Otter Warlord. I'm considered the Crab Warlord. On Elden Ring, I've been killing nothing but crabs. Murders those crabs. They killed him, and now he takes revenge on every single one he sees. Yep. So let's talk about this Van Allen radiation belt real quick. First of all, I don't want to say we're experts in radiation, but we're experts in radiation. I want to say I'm an expert, but I know a little bit about radiation. Okay. There's two parts of the Van Allen radiation belt. Okay, there's the lower and there's the higher. It is possible to travel through them. They have shielding for satellites that travel through the lower portion of the Van Allen radiation belt. And I think it's, I think it's like yearly, the satellites pick up around 50 gray of radiation, which is a significant amount if you're just an average human walking around, but it's not going to kill you, okay? When you said that the radiation seeps into your bones and that you die instantaneously, there's different types of radioisotopes, okay? What radiation does, there's... Hold on. It's gamma, alpha, beta, neutron. When the radiation gets emitted, imagine it as like a light, except 
it doesn't stop unless it's alpha or beta, okay? If it's gamma or neutron, it goes right through you, okay? And it doesn't accumulate in your bones unless you have contamination, which is an activated source of radiation or radioisotope. Now, strontium-90, SR-90, is a radioisotope that's considered a bone seeker. So if you ingest strontium-90, what that radioisotope is going to do, it's not going to be shit out or pissed out by you. What's going to happen is it's, it's going to seek out your bones and it's going to go into your bones and stay there because it can replace calcium in your bones and it behaves chemically like calcium. So unless they're up there sucking up strontium-90, they ain't going to have it accumulate in their bones, okay? Now, in regards to cancers, yes, they're exposed to any amount of radiation. It's going to slightly, slightly increase the risk of cancer, okay? Now, dying instantaneously from radiation, you're going to have to have a assload amount of radiation. I mean an ungodly amount. Even the people who were exposed to an ungodly amount at Chernobyl, they didn't die immediately from just the radiation, right? They died from like the explosions and all that. If you're exposed to radiation, you're going to die within weeks. Very bad death, though. Yes, it's a horrible death. Like one to two weeks and you're going to die and it's going to be freaking horrible. But to die instantaneously from radiation, you're going to have to have an ungodly amount. I'm talking like a ridiculous amount that I don't even know how we would be able to produce that much. But anyways. Unless something went extremely, extremely wrong. Yes. But that's very, I don't know, low chance of that these days. Yeah. I mean, what people don't understand is when they reference like Chernobyl as being like a nuclear accident, that reactor itself was over just a building, right? It had no containment over it. Nuclear reactors now, PWRs, pressure water reactors, they have those big containments over them, which they look like giant nipples. And these containments can take a hit from like a freaking airplane, a direct hit from certain missiles. They're made so if there's a meltdown like happened in Chernobyl, it can contain all of that. So yeah, anyways, uh, I do think it's possible to get past the Van Allen radiation belt. Would it be fun? No. Would they be exposed to radiation? Yes. Would it be deadly? My personal opinion, it wouldn't be deadly because number one, I don't think there's enough to make it deadly. Number two, the aircrafts or shuttles or whatever the hell they're using is got to be equipped with some type of blockage, whether it be lead or something. Yeah, so alpha radiation can be blocked by sheets of paper. Beta can be blocked by, like, clothing. Gamma through, uh, was it? Gamma could be blocked by lead and water. Yeah. A neutron can be blocked by water or concrete. But well, not, that's, not really blocked, but more uh, like, well... It's kind of like, yeah, reduced dramatically. Yeah, so, so it doesn't block it completely, but it reduces it a lot. Because, I mean, I did a lot of shielding, helped make the area safer for people to go into to actually do the work. So there are ways to help reduce the amount of radiation that you get, but you'll never truly block it all. Yeah. So, I mean, there's ways to, I think you can get past the Van Allen, especially you think about the astronauts. They're wearing suits and all that through it. And then, like Aaron said, the ships, they're built probably for going through stuff like that. Yeah. What do you think about Bigfoot being a, a ancestor of giants? That'd be like what, Nephilim type thing? Yeah. If you look at old uh, newspapers in the, like the 1700s and 1800s, a lot of them talk about giant bones being found. 
too bad all the all those bones are probably being hidden by the Smithsonian. It's one hundred percent right yeah. because they were sent to the Smithsonian and the Smithsonian lost them. Lost them. Quote. Yeah, we did an episode over that, right? The Giants. We, where we talked about the Smithsonians and stuff like that, or Smithsonian. Yep, we did talk about them. So Bigfoot being related to giants. I don't think Bigfoots are Bigfoots. Bigfoot is like as big as giants were. If anything, it could be an evolution of a human. If you think of us evolving from like primates or whatever, it was a different path of evolution that they took. That I could probably believe. But I don't know about giants per se. Maybe they live in caves. Maybe they just have like a nice little log cabin by the stream. They skin the humans they find and wear them. Kind of like necropants. You think that's how they get their wealth? They just stay out there. They're all rich. They just don't know what to do with it because everyone's scared if they go to the store. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you again, Wesley, Otter Warlord, for your on the scene. We love you. I'm proud of you. Nice. Again, if anybody wants to submit one, just record it. Make sure it's less than two minutes. Make sure there's no music in the background and send it to our emails. And we'll put it in line to play at the end of the show. Nice. All right. Let's move on to birthday shout outs. So to start off the birthday shout outs this week, we're going to start off with Mel. First of all, we want to apologize. We missed your birthday shout out. Okay. Your birthday was on February 12th. So this is a belated birthday shout out to you, Mel. We love you. We're proud of you. And happy late birthday. Happy belated birthday. We're sorry. It's all Aaron's fault. <laughs> the next birthday shout out goes to Zombarella app. I think I said that right. Her birthday was on March 10th, which is Friday. So happy birthday to you, Zombarella app. Happy birthday, Zombarella. So the next birthday shout out goes to Devin. Their birthday is on March 7th, and they request a happy birthday from Aaron in his most seductive voice. I'm turning 22. Happy birthday. <laughs> Ooh, happy birthday, Devin. Yeah. Oh, God. Did you I just can't. go Macho and Ray Savage with Ooh, it? Oh, yeah, Devin. Happy birthday. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. Our next birthday shout out goes to Ethan. Birthday is on, was on March 1st, and it was their 21st birthday. So happy birthday to you, Ethan, from your girlfriend, Lauren. Ooh, happy birthday, Ethan. Lauren says, hey, you know what? I love you. And will you marry me, Ethan? Damn. Look Damn, at that. That's so nice. It oh. is so nice. Good job, Lauren. And happy birthday, Ethan. Way to take the initiative. Yeah. Happy birthday. All right. So our last shout out is not a birthday shout out. It's just a normal shout out. And it goes to Leon Roberts, who lives in Ireland. From Ireland. Nice. And that's the end of our shout outs. Again, if you requested a birthday shout out or a normal shout out and you haven't heard it and you're like, oh, they didn't shout me out. We didn't skip you. We just didn't get you. Because, uh, like we said, if you want a shout-out, submit it to our emails, make the subject line say shout-out, and uh, we'll add it to our spreadsheet we have. Okay? So if you sent a shout-out on Instagram, or you sent an email that had the wrong subject line, it just didn't get added. Okay? Just resubmit it, and we'll do a belated birthday shout-out. Again, we apologize. We're trying our best here. Okay? We're trying. Yeah. Anyway, you have anything else you want to say? To the listeners before we roll this out? Uh, I know I said that I was going to try to find a place for the UFC fights, but I talked about it on Patreon, but yeah, I couldn't find a, a place for us to get together and watch unless I wanted to dish out a shit ton of money to Dave and Busters. We aren't paying a large amount of money to them. 
I think that shit's expensive. And that's just for 10 people. If it was more, it'd be a lot more. They wanted us to make sure that each individual person spent at least $40. It's like, what? That ain't happening. You can suck it, Dave and Busters. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Like, oh, you have to spend at least 40 bucks each person. No, thank you. Yeah. We'll figure something out for the next UFC fight where we can have a meet and greet and watch party and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. With that being said, uh, that's the end of the episode. So I want to thank you for joining us today. And again, thank you for your support. You are all amazing, every single one of you. So with that being said, I want to let you know that I love you and I'm proud of you. So Dan, would you like to roll us out? Sure will. It's okay to be out of this world with your thoughts. Because you are not alone. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.